The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace. This is Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing. Missing, nothing broken, totality, amazing, you in peace every day. So just take a moment if you can, and if you can close your eyes even better, but take a deep inhale, expand that belly, hold that breath for just a second, and then a slow, complete exhale, and just be in this moment because... I want you to know that you're in the right place at the right time, listening to the right information. We gather here and we work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And I want you to know that, yes, you deserve peace every day. Yes, it's possible to have everyday peace. And yes, you can have it. You definitely can have it. It's a few tweaks and changes to things and ordinary behaviors, but with some consistency and a great team. That's what we have here, a great team behind you. Anything's possible, and peace is definitely possible. So we have a fabulous guest for us today, Linus Woods Mullins. And Linus has dedicated over 10 years to inspiration and motivation, empowerment and wellness of women over the age of 40. She is the founder and CEO of the wellness company Praise Works Health and Wellness and the creator of the Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond brand and the Vibe, V-I-B-E, living brand. Now, at the age of 51, Linus decided that after 25 years in the field of human resources as a professional and manager, it was time for a change. In in 2009, Linus decided to pursue her true calling, which was empowering women to achieve wellness for their mind, body, and spirit. At midlife, it is time for women to realize that life is really just beginning. Imagine that. It's the start of a new season of self-discovery, self-care, and self-love. And today we are talking about this self-care and how to make that a priority. And let me just tell you, and this show may sound like it's for women, but it's also for the for the people who love these women because what we do for ourselves impacts everybody around us, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren, our our jobs, our communities, right? So when one person, when one of us, male or female, doesn't matter, when one of us gets to a better space of balance, there is a trickle-down effect that has a positive impact on everybody and everything. So I am super excited to welcome us to our show today. Welcome, Linus. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to uh, be able to share this time with you, Dr. Drayvon. Yeah. It's wonderful. 
Yes. And this is like the perfect topic because we're talking about self-care and, and prioritizing that and working with your strategy called the vibe strategy. And you've been on the show before. So our listeners are familiar with uh, the wonderful work that you do. But I think at this particular time, especially because absent the COVID, traditionally in our country, we're in the busy, 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 busy time of year. It's the holiday time and it's the best time of the year, but it's also the time of the year when we get run down and overwhelmed and maybe we are spreading a lot of joy in some way or fashion, but we're not experiencing a lot of joy. And so add to that scenario, all the busyness and craziness, um, COVID, right? And we know that the numbers are going Mm -hmm. up. I just read something where Fauci was saying that um, the the Christmas numbers uh, will be higher than the uh, Thanksgiving numbers. And so adding to the traditional busyness of everything, now we have um, this COVID pandemic. And I propose that for a lot of people, uh, not just women over 50, but a lot of of people that uh, it's hard right now to have a positive state of mind and and prioritize self-care. So this is a perfect topic because that's what we're talking about today, because I believe and I know you do, too, Linus, that you can't give from an empty vessel. You just can't. You can't get quality stuff from an empty vessel. Right. So it's important that we know how to um, how to take care of ourselves. So we're talking about this self-care. And I know from a personal journey, you know a lot about self-care and you've helped a lot of uh, women through this just tell us a little bit of background. I, I know you've been here before, but sure. just give us a little background yeah. about how you became so passionate about um, caring for this part of our community. Uh, well, uh, first of all, thank you uh, for inviting me back again. It's always wonderful to spend some time with you. Um, I first became really passionate about uh, wellness for women over 40 and uh, self-care and holistic living based upon my own experience. At the age of 51, I literally, as you've mentioned in the bio, I hit the wall. Um, I realized that I needed to do something. I was uh, diagnosed with anxiety disorder, and I had an epiphany. I took some time off, and a year later, I realized I didn't want to go back to what I was doing, but I wanted to find ways to be well without using pharmaceuticals, and God forbid, without having to ever have any surgeries, because what can happen when you're under a long stress and anxiety, it begins to exacerbate into other issues that can be chronic disease, like diabetes or obesity or uh, high blood pressure or even heart disease, cancer. All these things have direct relations tied to stress. Uh, so I didn't want to end up like that. So I started doing more research. And the more research I did in terms of ways that I could heal myself, the more I realized that I wanted to spend more time helping other women find out different ways that they could care for themselves that don't involve taking a pill or taking a pharmaceutical or taking a pill or, or, or taking surgery. And it's not that I'm anti-pharmaceutical, not at all. It's just that sometimes we get ourselves so wrapped up in this doing that we forget to just be, and you talk a lot about that, uh, just being able to calm down and have peace. And there are ways that we can do that for ourselves without having to take something to make us go to sleep or something to make us wake up. Uh, because we are in such an uh, instantaneous society and what everything now, 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 people get impatient. Uh, they don't want to take the time necessarily to do the other things to care for themselves, and so they do you know, little shortcut remedies. And what happens over time is that they find out that they're really sick. 
So I decided that I wanted to find out about holistic practices that could help people uh, to uh, be put well on a preventative basis so they don't necessarily have to end up doing other things to their bodies that will be short-term fixes but don't really deal with the causation of what got them there in the first place. And I have learned in 12 years, I've learned so much. I've certainly learned what not to do, but I've also learned some things in terms of what to do, uh, especially now during um, this pandemic. I've, I've written some coaching programs, especially for some of the things that have been happening to us as a result of what we've been going through uh, over the last eight months. Uh, one deals with um, energetic healing. The other one deals with uh, nutrition and weight loss. And another one deals with our overall emotions. Uh, all of them talk about the need for us to put ourselves on our own to-do list, so to speak. And it is critical, especially the first step in self-care is basically just to make some time for yourself. You know, right now, make some time for yourself, whether it's five minutes a day or 30 minutes a day. Just some time where it's just for you and no one else. You know, if you have to, cut off the phone, turn off the laptop, close the door, whatever you need to do to just be quiet and silent. And I know you understand the value of that, Dr. Draymon, because you're talking about people achieving peace every day. We are yeah. a nation of non-breathers. Yes, we're a nation of non-breathers. We don't breathe. We walk around all day long holding our breath, even at home, because of the pace that we live our lives in and because we're always waiting for that next thing. And right now, anxiety is at an all-time high. And people would be surprised how some of those anxious feelings they're feeling could be reduced by just taking a deep breath and letting it out and just slowing yourself down. Yes. And you know, I want to go back yeah. to one quick thing about the holding of your breath. And I hope that our listeners really take this seriously, because when you realize that how, how often during the day you are actually holding your breath, it will astonish you. Right. And then mm -hmm. when you just become aware that we do this as I don't know if it's self-soothing, if it's, you know, to, uh, you know, bottle our, our emotions up and not to explode. But we do this quite often. We get into the space of holding our breath and that really robs us of the vital energy and blood flow that we need to be our best in that particular moment. So I, I agree with you that the, the breath is so very important. Learning how to use the breath, learning how to uh, be aware of the breath, even before you start learning how to do the breathing exercises, which are so much fun and so easy. You could do them anywhere and get instantaneous. Um, you talked about that, you know, we want instantaneous results, but that is something that when you um, reoxygenate the brain and all the cells with, with the breathing, intentional breathing, you do get that boost of energy and that boost of almost an endorphin like um, feeling if you engage in that on a regular basis. So that, I think that's so important that we, we talk about, you know, that's something simple, right? Learning to breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because reality, let's remember that oxygen is what refuels the blood in our systems. So when we are putting more oxygen into our body, then it's going to be converted into blood running through our systems, and that goes into our brain as well. So we're able to think more clearly. We're able to be more rational in our thinking when we take a deep breath. 
another thing that really helps a lot in terms of our self-care is making sure we're staying hydrated. Again, the brain is over 90% water. And when we're drinking water, especially water that has electrolytes in it, we are replenishing our ability to think to focus, to stay clear. And with all the things that are going on right now, clarity and slowing down and staying calm is essential when it comes to making these day-to-day decisions that we find ourselves having to make, decisions that we've never made before in some cases. We haven't really gone down this road before. This is all new territory. So the clearer we are, uh, the more focused we are, the better it is for us to encode the world and make decisions. But when we're stressed out, not breathing, dehydrated, then that is a recipe for disaster. The other thing we want to be doing, especially now, uh, is getting a deep sleep. Now, there are many of us who are working from home, and many might think, well, you're working from home, so you're probably getting plenty of sleep. But it's amazing how many people are getting less sleep right now, deep sleep. They keep waking up, waking up in the middle of the day, and many times or middle of the night. Many times that's happening uh, because they haven't really moved around enough during the day. They haven't exercised. Exercise is key in terms of helping you to calm down and shut your body all the way down to get a good night's sleep. The reason why a deep sleep is important is that is really the only time in a 24-hour period that your body begins to repair itself. It's like a computer, you know, and I'm guilty of this. I'll leave my computer on, and uh, I'll come back the next morning. After two or three days of that, one morning I get there, and things just aren't moving the way I want them to. And the reality is it's because I haven't shut down my computer. I haven't let it go all the way down to repair itself. Same thing with the body. You want to be able to shut down, and you want to be able to go to bed at the same time, every night as possible. Um, if, you know, a good rule of thumb is to try to get in bed before 10 because your body doesn't shut all the way down until about three hours after you go to sleep. And normally the body, body is time to shut down between the hours of 1 and 2. So if you're going to bed at 11 o'clock, the chances of you shutting your body down to get a really deep sleep becomes less and less. And I know a lot of people, I'm going to stay up and watch their favorite show or whatever, but if there's any way that you can get into bed a little bit earlier to give your body more time to relax, calm down, go from the REM state to a deep state to a very deep sleep state, you will feel so much better and your body will thank you for it. And You, you know, know that right there, that, I want to yeah. just ask a question because this is a question that I have gotten from people before because I sing the praises of having a bedtime like our parents used to have for us that was something that they were really on to for um, you know having a bedtime set time to go to bed and a set time to get up and giving the body that rest and you said something that I think was very informative that it really does take about three hours for the body to decompress and get into that um, relaxation state and we're starting to fall into that deep sleep so the earlier you go the better more quality sleep you'll get but you mentioned slightly about, you know, lying there watching your favorite show. And of course, we know we don't have to do that anymore. You know, thanks to technology, you can get that you can right. get that on replay. But someone asked me about what, what about lying in bed and reading, you know, getting in bed at the same time of the night and reading a leisure book. Do you think that stim- would um, overstimulate the brain? It depends on what you're reading. If you're reading something that's calming, that brings you a sense of joy or a sense of peace, that's great. If you're reading a uh, murder thriller, maybe not. 
But there are other things, too, that could be going on while you're reading. Maybe you're just using lavender in the room to help you relax. Or maybe you have mm-hmm. some soy candles burning somewhere in the room to help you relax because aromatherapy is a big deal when it comes to relaxation. Maybe mm-hmm. you have some calming music in the background that is uh, allowing you to relax a little bit. And maybe as your eyes get a little heavier, the lighting in your room changes automatically because of the timer that you have on and the light is getting dimmer. The uh, mm-hmm. sounds of the ocean are already programmed to come on on your television or on your DVD player, whatever it is you have set up. And the, the aromatherapy, the uh, dimming light, uh, lighting and that relaxing sound, that can roll you into a, pe- a sense of peace and calm and you will drift off to sleep. So reading isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just depends on what else is going on. Now, if the TV is going on, there's no relaxing smells going on, people are running in and out of the room, and lots of activity to keep you stimulated is going on, all the lights are on, you know, uh, then you're probably not going to get into as deep of a sleep. And it won't necessarily be just because of what you're reading. It's because of everything else that's going on. But if you can shut down stuff, you know, in an orderly manner over time. And these days with Alexa, you can program it in. Um, you can program with TV directly. There's all kinds of ways that you can use technology to assist you in helping blow you into sleep. Yeah, yeah, that, that sleep, we, we, that sleep is the universe way of loving on us, to, going in the repair state. And as we're talking about pampering, I love the tips. I just want to review what we've covered covered right now for our listeners we talked about the importance of breathing and these are things that i love the tips that you're giving right now as we're talking as we're starting our conversation talking about um self-care and prioritizing self-care because once again the better you care for yourself the more able you're able to take care of your responsibilities and care for your loved ones and so the tips that we have so far are the breathing remembering to breathe sounds fundamental but quite often we are holding our breath and clenching our jaw and clenching our fist so just be sort of relax out and breathe there uh increase water intake and increase quality of sleep, going to bed at a certain time, having a sleep cycle or a sleep schedule, which is really important, and exercise. All of these things, right? I love these tips, Linus, because these are things that you could do no matter what your income level is, right? We're yeah, talking absolutely. About, but yeah. And even in COVID, right, a lot of people are not going to the mm-hmm. gym anymore, but you can still go for, you know, a brisk walk. You know, you could do things in your home, in the living room to get some exercise and get that body moving. So these are things that are independent of finances, which is great. We can all do these things. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, that old song that says the best things in life are free. Uh, That's still pretty much true in many ways. Um, It doesn't cost necessarily a whole lot to drink water. Not yet, anyway. I mean, you have to buy it, but still it's not a big budget buster, uh, taking the time to um, actually calm yourself down and sleep. Now, that's, that's something that's free. Sleep is always free. But here's something else that um, could help people when it comes to increasing uh, their overall calmness and relaxation. You want to move during the day. And right now with the pandemic, it's been difficult to do that, and I understand that because we are more sedentary. But we want to be consciously Still getting out there in the sunlight. We need that vitamin D. Even though it's winter, there are some parts of the country that have that sunlight. But we also need the movement. When we are moving mm-hmm. our bodies, so 
so many things are happening in terms of the blood flow to the brain, to the heart, to the liver, all the things that are necessary for our bodies to continue to support us. So sleep is important, but so is movement. When we're not moving the way we need to be, that's when we start getting even more aches and pains. Maybe you might have witnessed some uh, joints locking up, uh, muscle cramping, uh, headaches. All of these are signs that we're not moving enough. So it's important to put it on our schedule, even if that means walking around the block in your home or perhaps uh, taking a walk to the grocery store instead of taking the car to the grocery store. Uh, things like that are important. And none of the experts are saying that we can't go outside and walk if we happen to be on lockdown. In fact, they're encouraging it because from a mental health perspective, that is one of the best things you can do for your self-care. If because it's wintertime and the sun is not out as long, and in some places the sun's not out at all. And we want to be careful that we don't fall into SAD syndrome, which is a uh, disorder uh, that comes as a result of not getting enough sun, not getting enough mm. natural light outside. So yeah. that's another reason from a self-care perspective to help prevent the feelings of depression and anxiety is to get outside. Even if it means you're going to get outside with your coat on and your hat on and stand in that cold sun for a minute, your body needs that. It needs that sunlight. But if you can even go ahead and walk around the block, uh, move for a while, your body will love you for that because your body was totally created to move, not to sit sedentary in front of the TV watching Netflix or in front of a computer working all day. Imagine <laughs> that. that balance. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. Suppose, you know, you know, we talk about work-life balance. Well, I, you know, I'd like to think about, you know, work-life movement balance. We, we want to make sure that movement is in there, especially now. We want to make that meet one of our highest priorities. Um, right. And that's important. In fact, for those of you who are working from home, and I did a whole online course on things to do from a wellness perspective, working from home. When it comes to your self-care, you know how you have those Zoom meetings, and a lot of times you, the camera will not be on you. You'll be videoed out. Well, you can still listen and walk around in your um, office if you want to, do some squats, pushes, whatever. The camera's not always on you. Many times you can go ahead and take the video off and move around and do things. Take that opportunity. Or if you're on a conference call on your phone, you can walk around the house while you're listening or talking on the conference call. As I'm talking to you right now, I got up from my desk and started walking around because I realized that I had not gotten up in the last 30 minutes. And the rule of thumb is, if at all possible, when you're working from home, especially from a self-care perspective, you want to get up and walk around at least every 30 or 40 minutes just to move around and get the blood circulating. It's very important, especially for those of us who are in midlife, we don't want to do anything that's going to cut off oxygen to the heart. And that can happen a lot if you're sitting for a long period of time. Not the, when I say oxygen, I mean blood, the blood flow. It cuts the blood flow. So you want to be able to get up and stretch. Stretching is important. That is another self-care tip is to work in stretching. If you're not sure what stretches to do, pull it up on YouTube, stretching, you know, beginning stretching, and follow along with that person. Just 10 minutes a day. What they're saying right now for self-care, 150 minutes a week of movement and stretching will really help a lot when it comes to being well. 150 minutes of movement per week. 
I got to get my little yeah, calculator. 150. I talk, mm-hmm. 150 movement per week, and there's seven days in a week. So it doesn't sound like too much, does it? Uh, no. Movement, and this is this is any kind of movement. It doesn't have to be back back breaking. I know we do when I get our heart rates up a little bit, but you, this could be just like a walk or something of that nature. You know, this is that's Absolutely. like about tw- about 20 minutes I love a day. Yeah, I love yeah. walking the grocery store. I do the whole perimeter of the grocery store and then up and down the aisles. Absolutely. And then when yeah. I'm standing, I do toe, uh, yeah, when I'm standing, I do toe lifts and squats. And yeah, I might get a couple of stairs. I don't care. <laughs> I care more about my body being well and being exercised and staying toned, toned and fit. And you don't, muscle atrophy is going to happen as we age. But we can slow down that process and we can make sure that the key muscles that we need, our core, our pelvic core muscles, and especially for women, um, that those things stay attached. And we can easily do that by doing some of the things that I mentioned. It's really easy to do. We just have to kind of change our mindset a little bit and make the commitment. Yeah, it's, it's a change in mindset. And I think that's the thing that's so important is that we see the value in improving our self-care. So often we believe that self-care is going to the mall and pampering ourselves or, you know, or going to the nail salon or going out with a group of friends. And while all of those things could qualify as self-care, care and hopefully are very, very pleasurable. None of them would be quite as pleasurable if you didn't have your physical health. So, the, uh, yeah, so this, the idea of prioritizing your self-care with your physical health and your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, and also your social relationships is very, very important. But I would say that this physical body that you live in is going to be required in order for you to have any physical interactions. And so it's worth our while to start, you know, uh, uh, adopting some of these behaviors a little bit here, a little bit there so that they become consistent. I did speak to someone about this. and It was a man who was, oh, I just don't like water. I don't drink water. But, you know, one of the things Mm -hmm. I suggested to him, I said, we'll squeeze some lemon in it or some lime or something like that so that it has a little taste and it's not so bland. But water is really the drink of the drink of champions, if you ask me, because it Nothing hydrates like it does. Yep, and you're so absolutely hy- right. And, and hydration, if we're talking about like beauty tips, one of the reasons one of the reasons that we're talking about women in their midlife, one of the reasons that you uh, some people have great skin and they don't have all the wrinkling is because they have a great intake of water. So we really want to be making sure that there's lots of reasons to drink water that creates flow, more in touch with your intuition. So this is Dr. Drayvon James with our special guest, Linus Woods Mullins. We'll be right back after this break as we give you some great tips for self-care. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. Our special guest today is Linus Woods Mullins, and she is an 
expert on getting you to the next level of greatness in your health, in your wellness. And we're talking specifically today about self-care and making that a priority. We're going, we're in the season of giving, right? And that's so wonderful. It's so wonderful to be in a position to give anything, even our smiles and our encouragement and all of that. But to give anything authentically, you have to give it from a place of overflow, Right. You have to have to be filled up with that so much that it's overflowing and it's just on everything. Like I, I call it like honey dripping down the side of a honey pot. Right. And that's how full you want to be with your self-care. And so to that end, um, Linus has developed this uh, strategy called Vibe and it's three arms to that. And we're going to talk a lot about that today and how that is going to help you in your quest, even if that wasn't your quest before the show, you do realize that you need to take care of yourself. There's This doesn't work without you. You have to be present. So um, in order for the loved ones that are in your life to continue to, have, to blossom in your job and your community, community, your input is essential and therefore your self-care is essential. So um, tell us a little bit more about VIBE. We haven't really gone into that, Linus, and this V-I-B-E, mm-hmm. what that stands for, and, and just break down that the arms and what, the, what each arm of the VIBE strategy is designed to do. Sure. Well, VIBE came to me from an idea when I was on one of my walks, getting fresh air and moving the body. <laughs> um, uh, it came to me that women, uh, and this is right after the pandemic, are really going to need more than just uh, nutrition and, you know, all the other wellness stuff. They really want to have a way of life where they still feel energetic and attractive, where they feel vibrant. And so I, I said, you know, they really want to have a life where they're vibing, which is a, a dated term from back in the day, you know, even before my time. But I thought, five, yeah, they want to be vibrant. That's V. They want to be intuitive, that's I. They want to be beautiful inside and out, and that's B. And they want to emerge, that's E. They want to emerge into the woman they know they can be. But right now, that's kind of tough to do because we have so many distractions, and we're playing so many roles. Many of us are playing roles we weren't expecting to play as we move into midlife. Uh, Many of us are taking care of kids at home and working from home, sometimes with our kids, sometimes with our grandkids. Uh, Many of us are taking care of our parents. Maybe they're not sick from the virus, but they're just getting older, or maybe they're taking care of them to prevent them from getting sick. So that's a whole other stressor, a whole other role that we're playing that we weren't necessarily planning on playing in this environment. And so all of that drains us. All of that really does forces in many ways to put our self-care on the back burner. But as I said before, I challenge everyone to kind of rethink that because if you're really going to continue to play those roles and to be there for everyone else, you have to first be there for yourself. So that's why I created Vibe, uh, Vibrant, Intuitive, Beautiful, and Emerged. And what I did was I created three different programs uh, to cover three areas I think are particularly important. Um, There's one called Vibe Living which is a, has a wellness component, which talks about ways to be well holistically for your mind, body, and spirit, and then an energy healing component. And I could spend hours talking about energy healing, but basically it's been scientifically proven that everything has a vibration, and those vibrations stay within us many times. And we've never really spent a lot of time in Western society talking about how to move those negative energies out of our bodies. Uh, and those negative energies can come from trauma, 
uh, emotional experiences, things that have happened that we just haven't moved past in terms of our thought and also how it impacts our body. So that particular program deals with that, and that's the Vibe Living program. And then we have Vibe Moving. It's a fun program. That's a fitness program uh, and also a nutrition program. The fitness component is done by my wonderful friend, uh, Jessica Monroe, who is a specialist when it comes to personal training for women over 40. Uh, she's fantastic. We have a combination of Pilates and yoga, cardio, and also meditation movement that we do in that program. And then I do the nutrition component, and I talk about meal planning, herbs, and supplements. I also talk about the kind of foods that can help you uh, burn fat and the kind of foods that can help you boost your immune system and the kind of food you should be eating if you're going through your whole hormonal thing. Uh, and then the last component is the Vibe Emotions. And this is a brand new program that we're launching along with the other ones in January. And this program has to deal with anxiety, depression, and stress. How to deal with it, how to identify um, the, um, the danger signals, and how to get support and moving past those things. And we also do exercises. We deal with a nutritional component as well uh, to help relieve stress. So all of those things, our emotions, um, our wellness, our fitness, uh, and our energy healing, all of those things are extremely important components when it comes to maintaining the self-care. Yeah, and you mentioned something that we're hearing a lot of in, in the, during this time period. More, I mean, it's always been pretty much mainstream, but I'm hearing even more what people talking about the anxiety that they're feeling as a result of having the extra stress. I mean, there are a lot of things going on. It's not just the pandemic, but it's the fallout of what's happening because of the pandemic. It's the job yeah. loss. It's the, as you mentioned, it's people working from home and now there's no bat there's there's no, uh, there's no barrier between home and work. And so work tends to go on forever, long past the stopping mm-hmm. hours. And then uh, there are now people who've lost jobs and um, family members have had to move in with family members as a result of that. It's just, it just has become very overwhelming for a lot of people. Right. And I, for one, agree that or believe that people need to exhale and just have a moment of, you know, of just clarity and saying, yeah, this is where I am. This is what's going on with me of awareness. This is what I'm feeling in this moment. And just getting it all out there. I'm not into suppression and trying to pretend that things are not happening. But as, as we're talking about the vibe strategy to self-care, what are some things that um, specifically women in their midlife can, oh, I guess, do to help them be in a place where they can not get into that anxious state if they've not yet gotten there or they're just be- beginning to mm-hmm. feel that how can they what can they change and tweak i know we talked about some other things with the exercising and the diet mm-hmm. and, and the sleep but are there herbal therapies they could do uh, things they could cut out of their diet that promote stress and anxiety anything of that nature mm-hmm. well believe it or not there is something that they can do that a lot of people overlook but it really does work and that is staying present mm, it's yeah. very important to stay present to focus on this moment in time not thinking so much about the future and not trying to obsess over the past you can't change the past 
and you cannot predict the future. But you can control what's going on right now in this moment in time. And when you're focusing on the present, you find your energy is going there and not so much all the other things. Because what happens a lot with anxiety or all the random thoughts that are going on, all the what-ifs that could happen, all the possibilities, and feeling an overall lack of control. The reality is, is that we don't have over, a lot of control over much, but we do and can have control over our thoughts. And it takes practice. Uh, what I tell people, because I have, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. I was on medication for an anxiety disorder, and I was diagnosed about um, 13 years ago. Uh, and I really, really got a handle on my anxiety probably within the last uh, six years. Uh, but I stopped taking medication about 10 years ago. And one of the things that I've learned over the years, instead of running from that feeling, being afraid to feel that feeling, doing everything you can to keep from feeling that feeling, you really need to go ahead and allow yourself to feel it. Lean into it. Mm-hmm. And what I do is uh, I used to set a timer and say, okay, for the next five minutes or 10 minutes, I am just going to feel anxiety and anxious and whatever that is. I'm just going to go ahead and feel it. And so I allowed myself to feel it for five or ten minutes. And then after that, I had to turn it off and go and do something else, whatever it is. Go for a walk, watch a, a funny movie, take a shower, cook something, anything, but allowing myself to feel it. And what happened to me, one of the things that happened to me over time is that after a while, Leaning into it for five minutes was just too long. I would, oh, okay, come on, feeling, feel, feel it, feel it, feel it. And I would feel it for a while, but not for five minutes. The other thing that would happen is that I started finding more and more different kinds of things to do to remove myself from that feeling. Whenever you're feeling anxious like that, and I know anxiety can be crippling. It can be crippling. Mm-hmm. You allow yourself to feel it, and then after that time frame, get up and do something, anything that will help. Now, in terms of herbs and things like that, there's St. John's wort, which could be very helpful. Uh, sometimes a cup of coffee can be helpful. For some people, it makes you feel jittery. Other people, it works. Uh, there are all kinds of um, – one thing that can help with anxiety is uh, SAM-E. SAM-E is a chemical that is produced by the brain, and as we get older, it stops being produced by the brain, and there's no way to get it back other than a supplement. And taking SAM-E can help with anxiety um, and also with the feelings of stress. And you can get it online. You can get it at Walmart. And it can help. Um, SAM-E is that chemical that you can get from the sunlight. And many people who are suffering from the uh, SAD disorder, uh, they are probably suffering from a lack of SAM-E. All of us have a lack of SAM-E as we get older, but some more than others. And some find that taking that supplement is very beneficial when it comes to those feelings of anxiety. Uh, also, anxiety can be uh, one way to waylay it or minimize it is to get it out of you, write it out, or talk it out. Uh, sometimes there may not be someone available to talk to, or people, or people don't feel comfortable talking because they feel like people are going to think that what I'm anxious about is silly. And, but it's not. It's real to you. So get yourself an anxiety journal. And start writing everything that you're feeling anxious about. Just keep writing and writing and writing and writing until you have nothing left to write about. That helps a lot also. There's also something called the scribble technique. Yes, Mm -hmm. the scribble technique. Have you heard of the scribble technique? I have not, but I I like the sound of it right there because it sounds like very, takes me back to elementary school when things were a lot easier. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, It's really simple. You just Get a, a, a pad of paper and a pen, and you just start scribbling. Just keep on scribbling. Just 
just keep on just going back and forth, back and forth. And once and over time, your hand will stop. And you'll, it'll stop when the scribbling gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It will stop, believe it or not. And when you finish it at the end of that, that anxiety has gone a lot or gone completely. If you go into YouTube and just um, uh, Google or put into YouTube scribbling techniques and you'll see it. And that can be very, very helpful. It helps to reroute new neuron path on, uh, pathways in our brain uh, to be able to think about the anxiety in a different way. The whole idea is to get you doing something else. You know, I haven't heard of that one before, but I know that that works because somewhere many years ago I was watching, I think maybe it was a TED Talk. I can't remember what it was, but I I feel it was a TED Talk. And the speaker talked about uh, making the figure eight repetitively on a piece of paper when you're Mm -hmm. stressed Mm -hmm. and watch Mm -hmm. how the stress diminishes. And my goodness it works so that you're so right. And that's that's equivalent to scribbling because you know the figure eight, the figure eight. Mm-hmm. You just keep making it, and after a while, you you realize, oh my gosh, I'm I'm feeling a bit more rejuvenated and less down. So you're right. That scribbling, that's scribbling. There's fine. something to that. That's <laughs> the yeah. brain is amazing. Essential oils, essential oils can be very helpful also with anxiety and stress. Um, believe it or not, um, you can get an essential a rosemary essential oil. Rosemary is very good for anxiety, and just take a whiff of that, and it really helps a lot. It smells better. Or saffron. Saffron is another herb that can, you can use to treat your anxiety or depression. Kava is definitely uh, something that can be good. That is a, an herb also that can be made in a tea. Chamomile tea is good because it's relaxing. Um, lavender also can be helpful because it's relaxing as well. And all these mm-hmm. kinds of teas you can find at your health food store. Most of them are dried. If you can, try to get the tea form, but some of them come uh, in a powder form or sometimes in a pill form. But basically, the more processed it is, the less impactful it is. Everybody Mm -hmm. is different. You know, what might work for me may not work for you. You want to try it. Or sometimes what happens, the body chemistry changes, and it gets kind of used to what you've been using, and you have to do something else. And that's why I learned so much about it, because something that worked for a while, you know, and then something would change because I was going through menopause on top of everything else. And that's another thing. There is such a thing as menopausal anxiety. Uh, and oh. uh, you should ask your gynecologist about this because they don't always mention it, but it's a real thing. It's anxiety that is caused or exacerbated by uh, menopause. So if you happen to be a menopausal female during this time with the pandemic, economy, holidays coming and everything else, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you are feeling an increased, almost debilitating feeling of anxiety. In cases like that, uh, you want to let your doctor know about it. He might prescribe some prescription to get it under control, but there's also some things that you can get that are particularly good uh, for menopausal females, and, and one of them could be like um, currant leaf or uh, horsetail, which is another herb. Um, there's uh, Geranium can also be helpful. Um, there's about... 12 different herbs that I used to use uh, to help me uh, with my anxiety. Uh, And over time, what happened was I think my chemistry, my body chemistry began to change. My neural pathways in terms of how I thought about my anxiety changed because of the exercises and things I was doing. My mindset changed. And I think the very first step to getting um, ahead of anxiety and, and the feelings of depression or the blues is to have the mindset, I'm going to beat this thing. That's the very first step. Yeah, yeah, you've got to it. Yeah. 
have a self-fulfilling prophecy there is knowing that the body is really trying to tell you something, right? And then know that you want to partner with it to engage in the solution and uh, know that whatever it is, you're going to come out of this with flying colors. You're going to come out of it. Like you said, you're going to beat this thing. You're going to come out of it. And I think, too, as you're talking, there's like a combination here because it's not just the herbal therapy. It's not just the exercise. It's not just the diet. But it's the willingness to incorporate these things into your day-to-day practices uh, a little bit at a time so as not to overwhelm yourself, but to be steadfast and dedicated to it because this is your health and I can't emphasize that enough that everything that you want to accomplish in in this journey called life um, will require you to be living in the body that you're living in and so why not give it the things that it needs so that it can operate in top condition and part of that, in Absolutely. order to do that, is going to be self-care. You mentioned something at the very early beginning of our, of our conversation today and talking about, you know, the importance of um, movement and meditation and breathing and these, these nature. And uh, I what I heard in there is time. And that's the one commodity that we all have equal amounts of. We get 24 hours in a day, not a second more, not a second less. And in those 24 hours, I think you mentioned something really small, my small number. I didn't write it down, but I know that every listener and even those that are not listening, that you are worth 10 minutes out of your day. That you are worth that and that you could give a lot more if you would reserve. Let's reserve 20 minutes. Ooh, let's be crazy and reckless, right? <laughs> let's reserve 20 <laughs> minutes a day for ourselves as these women who are midlife and have spent, you know, and everybody really should, but we're focusing on this particular group again today and thinking that there's something here because, you know, being a giver and a nurturer and then learning how to model giving and nurturing from a healthy place, that's powerful. That's a that's immensely powerful. So that's a gift to be able to pass on to say that I know how to self-care. I know how to love myself. I know how to affirm myself. I know how to appreciate my body with a diet that affirms a healthy body and not something that is uh, draining from our health. So just those things there and learning if you had to uh, implement Linus of all the tips and things we're talking about today with the vibe program and with the, with the sleeping in the water, if you were today listening to this show and you said, okay, I need to get started. And what's the first thing I do? What would you say the first three things you should do right away? I think the first thing is like you said, is you make up, you make up your mind that this is what you're going to do. And the second thing is to uh, devise a plan on how you're going to go about learning what it is that you need to do for yourself. You know, what kinds of things? Are you going to go through a coaching program? Are you going to go to a doctor? Are you going to go to a therapist? What kinds of things do you want to line up to do to help you get on top of this? And the third thing is after you've made up your mind and after you've kind of devised a plan to get more information to find out how you can get the help, the third thing is you absolutely must, absolutely must implement it. Actually do it. I think that some of our best-made plans are the ones that we we never implement because other things get in the way. And we are living right now at a time where there are huge distractions. But just like you said, Dr. Drayvon, nothing is more important. 
Nothing is more important than you because if you're not doing well, all the other folks who depend on you go to heck in a handbasket because you're not doing well. So you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for all those who love you and depend upon you. You're not being selfish, not at all. You're being Actually, you're not being selfish at all. You are just not letting yourself be selfless, okay? When you're Mm -hmm. selfless, when you are taking care of yourself in a less amount of time, then that ultimately does become or appear to be selfish because after a while, you're booked down. You can't do nothing. You sit in the corner and rock, and everybody's wondering, what's wrong with mom or what's wrong with dad, and why is he doing this and why is he doing that? Because you're totally displenished. Your wellness closet is empty, and yeah. you no longer have anything to pull from. You don't want to get to that point. I was at that point 12 years ago, 13 years ago. I was right there. I had to be hospitalized and had to go to a respite, got on medication, all of that. I was no good mm. to my family, my friends, my, my, where I was working, none of that. I lost a year you know, of my life trying to get it back together again. And I would, I, we have a caller who's been on the line for a little while. I, I missed okay. this. I know we, uh, no, we only have a few minutes late, left, but I want to see if I can get them on here. Uh, let's see here if I can do that. Hello, you're on the air. Thank you for your patience. This is Everyday Peace. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome, Dr. James. Another great show. Um, your guest has been very insightful. And I know um, a lot of your guests, what they write, is uh, first and foremost for women, but this has been very helpful to me as well because when she's talking about your wellness and she's talking about your health and just talking about all these things that keep you out of a physical and mental rut, it's been extremely helpful. So I don't have any questions because she's very thorough, but I just wanted to say I'm just I'm really happy you had her on the show and it's been very enlightening and I'm going to use um, some of her techniques um, in my own life. So I just wanted to say that. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And, you know, I happen to specialize in working with women over 40, but I have to tell you that at least three times a year I go and I speak to men's groups, and it's amazing how much of this information that they are hungry for and they're just not getting. And I and I know there's a gap there in terms of um, the things we talk about in the wellness community because we have men. Our men are very important to us. So I'm glad you're going to incorporate some of those things. And the things that I talked about could definitely work for you as well. And I also want to just congratulate you on recognizing that you need to do some things because sometimes what happens is we don't even recognize it because we're too busy doing instead of just checking in with ourselves, you know. We don't check in. stopping. So congratulations for that and good luck to you. Continue to be blessed and and be safe. Thank you. And I wanted to say this last thing, Dr. James, I'm very grateful to you and your guests because um, men don't talk about these issues. Men may talk about how men need to become better men and, and, you know, manning up and all that sort of stuff. And men may say, okay, well, you need to exercise and and make sure you get your checkups. And we don't even really talk about that. So when the guests you have on your show, particularly the women, just so, just so, far ahead of men in terms of thinking about these issues. And so this is great. This is great. I just wanted to say this is wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you so very much. And okay. thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. And it is good when we come together. Thank you. It's good when we come together and we can have this, um, this these kind of dialogues. As the caller said, a lot of times men, for whatever reasons, their style of communications don't delve, delve into these uh, wellness 
issues. But we have about three minutes left, Linus, and I believe so strongly in your Vibe program, as well as a host of other things that you've done from being a writer to being a coach and, and you know, doing your own podcast. You just really get information mm-hmm. out there in a way that really helps people. How can people connect with you so that they can get involved in the Vibe strategy? The best way uh, to get in um, to get in contact with me is to um, go to my link tree, and that is l i n k t r dot e e slash linus. Again, that link is l i n k t r dot e e slash l y n n i s, and when you put that link into your URL, um, you will come up with all of my links to all of my programs, my podcasts, my webcasts, my online classes, my women's group, um, my Wellness Women for and Beyond group on Facebook, just all kinds of information about um, the different programs that I have. And they're all meant uh, for people, women in particular, but men can benefit too uh, for women uh, and men uh, in their 40s uh, to be well in their mind, body, and spirit, and to learn how to take a holistic approach to your wellness every day. And it's really, it uh, doesn't have to be a big deal. Just one incremental change at a time can make such a huge difference in terms of the overall quality of your life as you age. Yes, it, it, it makes a huge difference, guys. I can't emphasize this enough. And you, the work that you do is a phenomenal um, help to maintain our state of being and to improve our state of being. And I want everyone to know also that your passion is so very important. Understanding you is what this journey is about, because when you understand you, you're more forgiving and understanding of others. So to that end, I am giving a, away a free course um, to understand your passion and live in your passion. And it's a seven-day course. To get that course, go to DravonJames at gmail.com and put free in the subject line. That's my gift to you. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.